The third act ruined this film. And I, yes. there's no, there is no nice way to say that. And I'm, I'm sorry, because this film, as I, as I, oh, because I'm, I'm, everyone's turned this off. And I apologize, because I, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm trying to be objective and look at a film and say the strengths and weaknesses of, of film from a film standpoint. I am trying to be mean. It's <laughs> awful. It's terrible. Council Pop. All right, Keith, Council Pop, baby. Council Pop. Council Pop. Run it back. <laughs> Here we go. Talking about a big one. Talking about Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Yes. The Black Panther Experience the movie event you'll remember forever. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Ready PG-13 in theaters everywhere now. Cheers. Cheers to that. Um, Salud, Big baby. movie. Big movie. Uh, excited to discuss it. You want me to go first or you want to go first? I like you go first. You like to be the, uh, the home team and I don't like it. Yeah, do it. All right. Here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. My gut reaction when I saw this film is I liked it until I got to the third act. Unfortunately, I think the third act of this film takes this film from like a B, B plus solid film to like a C, C minus. And, and I, I don't understand why Marvel makes these decisions. And I feel like that's what they are. I feel like they are Marvel decisions like active decisions to say, oh no, we're going to do this because this is who we are so, so, for some reason. I don't understand. I really liked a lot of the things that Ryan Coogler was trying to accomplish. I give him a ton of credit for a lot of the things that I liked. I'm, I, again, I'm assuming they're the things that, that come from him. Uh, but so for now, until I hear differently, I'm gonna give him credit for it. Until uh, you call it, you give Keith a call. <laughs> until, until, Ryan, until you give me a call and we can discuss it personally. But uh, yeah, I liked a lot about the film. There's a lot to discuss. Um, there's a lot of great uh, uh, craft in this film, I think. And uh, I just think uh, Marvel gets in its own way sometimes. And, and this film suffered greatly because of it. Yeah, all right. 60 seconds? R 60 seconds. Rebuttal? <laughs> no, I mean, unfortunately, I agree with you uh, to a pretty decent extent, I think. Uh, oh. That never happened. I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. H halfway through, a little more than halfway, I had the conscious thought to myself in the theater, "Wow, this is, this is like, this is pretty, this is pretty damn good. Uh, this is like a, a, a good movie." Uh, but then I had this. I had the thought immediately afterwards. But the third act is coming, and as I've said many times on this show, comic book films all sort of have to fall apart in the third act because. They get stupid and they try big things to like round it up, like round everything up. Um, and I think this will transition into my three keys a little bit because one of my main keys is talking about like the, the, the machine of Marvel like has certain boxes they have to check and that often gets in the way of just telling a really great story on film. And I think for a lot of this movie, it was a really great story. So I think it was, I think it was, the movie was good, but I wouldn't say it was a good movie. Because uh, I don't think, like, looking at it as a film, I, I don't think this was just, like, a good film. Like, I, I think it started really, I thought it could have been. But that third act is just, like, comic book schlock. Like, it just, it just, <laughs> it just totally falls apart. You know, for, for two acts, for two-thirds of a three-hour movie, it yeah. was, uh, it was, like, pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, 
You can't ask for much more these days, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'd like to. You just won't get it. Yeah. Let's talk uh, about our three keys, <laughs> and then we'll just go freestyling. <coughs> Excuse me. Getting over a little cold here. Got that COVID, baby. <laughs> oh, you have a little bit of this and bur burn that shit right out of you. This is why, <laughs> this is why COVID doesn't stand a chance in my body, because nothing can survive inside of my body. <laughs> yeah, a, I don't... I don't know anyone. COVID take a look in there and be like, mm -mm, no, thank you. It's just brine. It's just yeah. it's all pickled in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all pickled. See, <laughs> the bottom of an olive jar in here. <laughs> I don't know how to key one. I don't know how to judge these films, Keith, because uh, they're not really movies anymore, as as the great Martin Scorsese has pointed out quite infamously to the to the world of comic book fandom. Uh, the theme park ride aspect, and I and I and yeah. I don't mean this as an insult. We t we've talked about this before. Talked about it most recently in that Doctor Strange uh, debacle of a film <laughs> episode that we did. But like, so I don't even mean it to be insulting. Meanly, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean it as just like you, they have to do so much more than just be a good film. And I say they have to because it's a business. This is a corporation. It's a business. It's a platform for introducing new IP for the world of Disney Plus and future yeah. cinematic universes. And so there's so many more things that these movies have to do and, and, and just being like a, a quality piece of artistic cinema is not really a priority as much as it is just entertain the people, get them in, as you pointed out, I think, in Doctor Strange, like, give them something to talk about. What, who's going to win the yeah. match today? Who yeah. are the new characters? Who's going to win this big fight? So as I watch a film like this that starts with so much potential and is such like this intimate, wonderful story about a family grieving, and then it spirals into just totally fucking farcical comic book uh, kind of awfulness, yeah. like the, it, it's hard for me to walk away. It's hard for me to walk away from this movie and say that movie was bad because it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, and it it was really great at a lot of really important aspects of what that film needed to do. It just you can't look at it in a silo and say this is a great film because it's not. The third act is shitty and stupid. Like, yeah. The film's, really the theme is about this family grieving. You said that, and, and that's a small personal story, sort of as it should be. And, and, and in my opinion, it's, it's how a lot of these films should have been, especially when you're introducing new characters. I mean, the first, the first film I thought of when I was sort of thinking about this as this film was going on, I go, this is what Shang-Chi should have been. Shang-Chi should have been this personal story about a family at odds, falling you know, out of you know, ideologies, conflicting ideologies between a father and a son, and they have to fight uh, physically, emotionally over, over you know, where, they, you know, where their family's gonna go. And then obviously the rings, the, the power of the rings, blah, 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 blah. And like, have that be the core of your story. This And I think most people who see that movie and like comic books say, that's what it was, Keith. But it wasn't because there was soul-sucking demons and a, an extinction-level event that happens at the end. It's like that's not a personal tale. Like it's just not. It's just not. That's not in how like that, some mystical fairy land. Yeah, it just doesn't. That's not what that is, unfortunately. So that's what this film was allowed to be. Is I think Marvel had a clear statement going into this film. They got a little bit of taste of that Oscar uh, love from the last. Uh, from the last version of this film, Black Panther 1. And I think Feige says, 
hey, go get me an Oscar. Find an Oscar somewhere in this, in this film. And, and the, places I, the places that jump out to me is, is, is they say the directing, I think they're gonna look at Angela Bassett for a supporting actress nomination. I think they're gonna look at Rihanna for that for best song. Uh, well, that think, song's winning 100%. Yeah, I just, I just think they, they, they said, go do it. That's the expectation that Marvel said, go win us one. And then I think it's super interesting that when we get to the third, we get two hours <laughs> into the film, they got, no, 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 fuck that though. Cause we're gonna do what we normally do. We're still gonna do this. But CGI, like, crazy Yeah, thing. big crazy CGI fight that where the stakes are super muddy and messy, like you mentioned before. Like, it's just, and we'll get into it. We'll get into the third act. I want to be more specific than I am now. But I just think that's super interesting that, that Marvel could, with, with one breath, out of the same mouth, say, go get me an Oscar, and then do just contradictory dumb shit to marvel it up for comic book fans. It's because they because they feel like they have to because because you, it has to be everything for everybody that it's it's a it's just a, let it's it a, be though just it's, let it's it be it's a product no I know I agree <laughs> I know but this I know. is they're products so it has to be <sighs> let's make the most more money than God let's make this movie has to make that but we also want to be taken seriously but we also have to have like crazy CGI fast at the end so. You know the fucking the meat and potatoes crowd can come and enjoy the movie, but it also needs to be this story of grief because we want Oscars. They they can't not do it, and so that's what makes that's why I can't judge these movies because as a movie it's bad because because it it falls apart. But yeah. like it could have been good. I don't blame Ryan Coogler for it not being great. Of, I of certainly don't perform uh, blame the performers for it not being great. I don't even really blame like the writers or other sort of like behind the scenes people, because I'm sure, and we don't know, we're not in the rooms, but I'm sure there's like, look, you need to put Ironheart into this movie, and she needs to be wearing a goddamn iron suit by the end of it, and you need to introduce the Midnight Angels or whatever, and give uh, Okoye and, and, and the other girl the new uniforms with armor that can fly, and like, Toys. you need to do all this stuff that makes the film worse. Uh, so, you're kind of, you're kind of, up a creek. This is the best version I, of what we can ever expect from sort of like a standalone Marvel film. Because what even is a standalone Marvel film? That's another reason I don't know how to well, judge these movies, because there's... This is the most standalone Marvel film that I think Marvel's ever made. And, I, and it goes back to my original thought of where they say, okay, we're gonna break the mold because we, we want to achieve something with this. We want to achieve, we want this to be held in the same regard as other good art type films. So go be sort of standalone. I think that's a conscious decision for 90% yeah. of the, well, for 60% of the movie, 70% yeah, of the and, movie. And that's one of the things that made it great for the first two yeah. acts or give or take yeah. was that it's about, like we talked about, the family grieving. It's, it's a smaller tale and it's yeah. not even that much action. The action is sort of like, as an aside, there's some moments of confrontation and yeah. uh, it all feels kind of like purposeful uh, until... Until it's just until it's not until it's not in a until major way, not. and then it's just I, stupidity. I feel like and and if you're a hardcore Marvel fan and you're still here at this point, I am <laughs> very curious to learn and to know if you like this film, because when I was watching this film, I think it's the, for most of it, it's like sort of the opposite of what you would expect from a Marvel 
from a typical Marvel movie today. Much like Doctor Strange, you just jump into the middle of an action scene in a CGI world that doesn't exist, and there's gonna be crazy light beams and crazy just hand gestures with smoke and mirrors and all this bullshit monsters and blah, 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 and then you like calm down. You're like, okay, now what's this story about? You know, and like, but this is the complete opposite of that. It comes in on a small level, a personal level, the death of a, of a son, of a brother, and then how this city, how, this, how, how Wakanda is gonna move past that, how this family is gonna move past that. It's, it's, it's very personal in that sense. So it's, and there's very little action, and I know that's something you wanna talk about, so use this as a nice segue, but there's very little action and no giant set pieces for a large chunk of the film, which to me was so refreshing, which I enjoyed so much, and I don't understand why they can't have more of a balance. I can't understand, because again, I think if you're a Marvel fan, like a comic book fan, you're coming for the fun, entertain. do you like this movie? Honestly, do you, do, were you like, this was awesome? Because I, I can imagine thing, you though. don't. That's the thing, is by, is by trying to appeal to everyone, which is what all of these movies try to do now, and this one, I think, has to do that on an even grander scale, since sort of like the, the, the mythos or the ethos of, of, of Black Panther has become such like a culturally relevant thing for so many people and it holds like great weight and great importance and then almost amplified by the, the awful tragic death of Chadwick Boseman, like, th like they know that this movie holds more power than just your average comic book film or even your average movie. Like a lot of people ascribe a lot of importance to this and that is like no small thing, but they also wanna make 20 billion dollars so they have to add in all of that kind of like superficial comic book shit so by trying to appeal to everyone you kind of appeal to not anyone because i think the people that come for like the culture and the story and the and and the performances and like all this important stuff that's happening like that part and probably don't really like a lot of the kind of crazier over-the-topness of, of certain aspects. And then I bet you like your stereotypical comic book fan who just wants to see their favorite heroes duking it out is like, God, this shit's boring. Like how much time do we need to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. There's too much to, backstory. There's too yeah, much, all I these don't care. drama scenes and, and yeah. you know, kind of social commentary and things like that, that you know, like, so you just, just, just have the, the fucking guts to make that movie that doesn't, so that's my second key is the action. Yeah. Cut the fucking action. Like, if not entirely, <laughs> if not entirely, definitely the final scene. Like, it's not like that action was so wonderful or profound. Like, there were other ways you could have rounded out Shuri and Namor's uh, argument and for them to come to a, a, a peace because I thought that was really forced and stupid and I thought the fighting was stupid and no stakes and I didn't understand what was happening. It just fucking just takes me out of it, especially after this two hours of like, I'm really invested in these characters because they did such a wonderful job. So just have it be a drama film about grieving that has a couple of like short, brief, like yeah. visceral little action moments and then make it like, then you get, then you're in the best picture nominees. Like movies uh -huh. have not been great this year. If, yeah. you, if you didn't have all that stupid shit at the end, We'd be talking about this as yeah. like a front runner if they yeah. just kept that that tone consistent. Yeah. Do you know what my one of my favorite scenes was? Is the fight that Okoye has with 
the blue guy. I don't, blue, blue man. Oh, I'm afraid I just blew myself. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> On the bridge down the street from my house, uh, for, uh, close to MIT. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that too. You know, that, yes, that whole area, very close to where I live. Uh, very nice to see the sights and sounds. <laughs> don't go swimming in Charles. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but on that bridge, that fight, because it wasn't one of your classic uh, quippy one-liners, punch, punch, ooh, I thought you were gonna be tough. Punch, punch, another joke as we're wrestling or whatever. That was a very, <laughs> like, that was a very raw emotion to, from a warrior who is undefeated, getting punched in the mouth and then feeling the fear that she might die. Like that she's outmatched. That, like, and she, the performance I thought was excellent at that very, that very moment where, where I like felt it. I go, oh shit, this is a warrior now feeling fear for the first time. And it's not because the world's gonna end. It's not because there's a thousand army men coming down on you and you're, what are you gonna do? It was because there was a one-on-one -on -one fight and she, 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 fear crept into her mind. She had doubt yeah. creep into her mind, like, oh shit. That element of like human drama and fear portrayed on the screen in this setting, I was like, oh man, that's fucking really good. That's really good. So I don't want to remove that action. I yeah. want to remove CGI armies. Like, yeah. I agree that totally, 100%. So there's yeah. a difference in what we're saying. There's nuance, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I would rather have none of the action than what was there. So if you made me choose at gunpoint, <laughs> I would say take it all out. I know that also wouldn't be a great comic book film, but it might just be a great film, which is, you know, should be what we strive for. Uh, but yes, I, I liked a lot of the smaller action pieces too, um, with, you know, with the glaring exception of that third act and a lot of what, uh, Riri Williams Ironheart was doing. I thought, uh, that just like you mentioned, uh, Shang-Chi as a, as a slight aside, I, I thought Shang-Chi would have been so much better as you sort of alluded to if the rings were kind of the ultimate goal and they weren't so present throughout the film. And so it's like the Jaws. The, the showing the shark at the end, like show me the power at the end, and yeah, it yeah. means something. And I would have liked it more if if this Ironheart character, who I thought was great in a million ways, and, and I really liked that the performance and uh, the introduction I thought was natural enough, but then she's wearing a fucking Iron Man suit at the end, and it's just like, yes. oh, okay, so we're already there. We're just fast forwarding well, into yeah, yeah. She's already letting this 19-year-old stranger fight in this hugely consequential battle. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. With no experience, with no like yeah. battle. She's a, she's a scientist, she's a brilliant woman. Like, great, awesome. She goes to MIT, like, I get it. You've, you've done enough groundwork for me to say, oh, you're, you're brilliant, yeah. but you do no groundwork to be like, she should be in the middle of this World War III type style blood yeah. fest of a fight. Like, where did this come? Like, we'll get to the third act. It's littered yeah. with- She was with, she was fucking terrified down there in that cave, but now she's like brave as fuck and she's ready yeah. to- now, like, all, now all of a sudden we can do this. Because what? Yeah, it's just it's, it's a little much. It's just a little much. <sighs> it just, we'll get, we'll get to more third act Slow nonsense. play it, slow play it. Have yeah. her help you design stuff back at the, the base and then she's ready. And then when yeah. that series hits, she, we're ready to watch her take her next step. We a can take steps percent. here. Take steps. Yeah. Because you, you sign these people for six movies and two TV shows. Like, we yeah. don't need it right now. We don't need it right now from certain characters. Did we talk about your second key? We did, yeah? Was that part of that? My second key is... The third act. Oh, the third act. Are we here? Are we ready to dance? Oh, we're here. Yeah. The, th 
This fucking movie, <laughs> it's terrible. It took this movie, again, which I thought was like a B plus, like really, really solid film all around to like a C minus because what the fuck is going on? Like what the fuck was going on? The thing that bothered me the most is the fucking resolution. The resolution <laughs> to this, to this film, I truly hated. Because if it was just some fucking bullshit compromise, then we could have done this two acts ago. We could have done yeah. we could have done this when we were sitting down peacefully and talked like, and I understand that in real life maybe you have to have conflict and then you you settle on a resolution. Like I, I get it, but this isn't real life. You're writing this film. You can control the narrative. You shouldn't show me how the film ends the first time and then just do the same thing a little bit later. It's the same thing. They have the conversation. We should work together. There could be peace. But, and then they just come to a compromise. I'll keep your secret. You don't kill the lady. Great. We did it. We did it two <laughs> acts ago. We did it two acts ago. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? It just frustrated me so much. On top of the fact, I think it was a huge mistake, huge mistake to have that fight happen isolated from everybody else. And Wakanda's losing. Wakanda's losing. She comes over and goes, and they come over and they go, no, 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 guys, call off the dogs. We're, we're cool now. And everyone goes, Wakanda forever. Like, that's your big emotional fucking, I love Wakanda forever. This is so, like, I want to see my champions win more than anything at this moment in time for so many fucking reasons. And you give me, you, we just, we cruise in on some magical ship and go, we're cool. We cool, everyone. <laughs> We're good. The nine people that are left who are all yeah. the main characters are just the people yeah, like, oh, just, good. Glad glad we, we patched that up. As everyone, we're they're here about to Smelling die. the blood of our friends. Yeah. Everyone is about to die. They got, they're, they're over man. They're gunned down. They're just, and they just go, we're cool. And we go, yeah, we yeah. did it. You fucking lost. Like you lost. And yeah. uh, it just, it just, and oh man, it just, I was so angry. I was so angry at that resolution because it just undercuts any emotional success and happiness I would have for Wakanda, for Shuri. It, it undercut everything. And I don't understand why, like, how could you not see that? How do you not see that? It just seems very obvious and very basic to, to, to me, but I'm a moron, so. <laughs> well, you are, but uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't take away from your point here. No, I agree. I felt, I just, I honestly like lost track of my thoughts and feelings. Cause it, it, it is not just that it's the CGI fight fest as like you're saying, because that that's one thing and that's a broken record. Like, God, they always end with these stupid CGI fights. But this one like had the stupid CGI fight and also had all these nonsensical, like it's like it just totally forgot how to be a good movie. The zero stakes, we often talk about having needing to understand sort of the rules of what's happening because if I don't understand what could happen, what might happen, how this person might get hurt if this happens, how this person might defeat this person if this happens, like you have to have some sense, some perspective of the situation. And, 100%. And for that final fight especially, there was zero, zero perspective. And that's partially the directing to blame because like, even if it's as simple as like, give me an establishing shot where I can have a sense of where these people are and like what, like how, like I just felt lost. Like I think they visually. do that on purpose. I think it's interesting that you say that. I think they do that on purpose 
So they can always cut to whatever situation they want to. Because if you yeah. know that someone's over here doing this, and then they're just over here continuity-wise, I think they do it on purpose. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. I, I bet you you're right, but that that makes it bad. Like that's <laughs> that's a that's a problem. And sure. and with the introduction sort of like crammed in there of Ironheart in this new suit that we just saw her kind of spray painting for a minute. I don't know what that suit can do. Is, is that as strong as Iron Man's suit? Is it invincible? Oh, okay, it can go underwater. Okay, cool. Can it do this? What can it? What can it not do? What can it do? And then also the Midnight Angel outfits that they gave Okoye and uh, the other the other woman. Oh, they can fly. Uh, yeah, they, they can fly all of a sudden. Oh, they're yeah. just they're just bringing them in later into the fight. Why didn't you just have them there if that was so important? And then it got even worse as as it just went to uh, Shuri and Namor fighting, because I had like no fucking, like, okay, so he's he's Hulk strong and like seems kind of invincible, but she cut his wing off super easy. So what is, okay, okay, this, so that, that hurt him. What, what's I, happening? I, I thought that too, it was like, what does that mean? Like yeah. you cutting so now, it, is that a big deal? Or are those, is it gonna does grow it just back? grow back? Is it like, yeah, like, like, how like, does this affect him? Can he not fly forward? anymore because you cut his, we yeah. not like, and it, and and she holds it up like it's some big moment. Like it's a trophy. You, there's people that were like, yeah, yeah, but like I was like, I don't know what this means. Yeah, what this, does that this, mean? Like, I didn't yeah. even know she could do that. And then she, when he impales her, I was this like, is, oh, okay, so the suit blocks bullets and all this other stuff, but, but it can't his... block the spear. So that I didn't know that was a possibility. So when that <laughs> happens, it doesn't hurt me because I was like, oh, I'm more confused. I am. I am, I'm saying it right now, I am sick and tired of Marvel shooting things as if people are going to die. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I can name three off the top of my head where they did the same thing. This movie, Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man, when they stabbed Tobey Maguire, and Infinity War, where they stabbed Tony Stark. All three of those situations, it's a stab to the gut, and the reaction, close shot, reaction. <gasps> I like fully knowing well and good that that person's not gonna die. But we're treating it as if that hero is going to die and that's going to be an amazing moment. Like not amazing, that's probably not the right way to phrase it, but like an powerful. Impact, a powerful moment where I, for a second in my head I go, is she gonna die? Are they killing her? Like, it, like I, I bought it, but it's such a cheap fucking emotional trick to play on your audience. It's cheap, it's just fucking cheap to position it that way just to get me to feel that way on purpose. It's not like you earn that. You know, well, then you she just, pulls it, she pulls herself off and it just like and then you never hear about it anymore. And then, and then she's fine and then she's, I mean that's a separate thing but I'm just so fucking tired of yeah, that cheap, yeah. cheap emotional ploy to get me to feel the way you want me to feel at that moment. It's just fucking cheating in my opinion, it bothers me. But to your point, yes, it meant nothing. And, yeah. and why, why, how, like, how? Like I have to know that that's a possibility. Like, oh, it's a new suit that's a prototype and she, all the old ones were destroyed. So she wore this one that's not quite as strong. It's like, there has to be, like, I know that's stupid too, but like, there has to be some level but of something. like awareness for the audience. And the Correct. worst one, the biggest, cause this, that fight was just like one thing after another. When her final move of like burning him with the, the jet thing, was like, I, yeah, okay, I had no idea. We had Why? never, I had never even seen that that thing was right there. Like, it doesn't mean anything. I didn't this know what like she did. This is like filmmaking 101. <laughs> I didn't know what she did. 
And then again, because I had no perspective of like their, their battleground and what was happening and, oh, she says this thing and the thing blows up or is yeah. that how he starts his ship or something? Like I, I yeah. have no idea. No, uh, yeah. And so by the time that happened, and it, it spoke, like it should be the most dramatic moment of the film, and there's nothing, there is nothing inside of me that felt anything. And then it's just like, hey, we're good though, right? No, but like, we're cool. So it was just one thing after another where it was like, oh my God, the last 20 minutes of this are fucking awful. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, it goes not, to nonsense not, land. It goes to nonsense land. I was gonna say, not Doctor Strange awful, but like awful almost in that way. Like pretty close. We're just, we're just, it's just whatever. Yeah. And that's just, really sad. It's just it really is. sad. And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Okay, key three. Let's talk about some positivity for a minute before we get back to fucking <laughs> tearing <laughs> this thing all apart. over this movie. What uh you you wanna it's your your turn, right? Yeah, it's uh it's the performances. Yeah. That was one of the 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 things that stuck with me the most, and I think it's one of the things that's being talked about the most. As, Who you got? as universally adored. Because your... they are all top to bottom, I think, just about. Uh, really, really good. I think you're highlighted by, I think Letitia Wright does a great job as, as Shuri. I think, I think, she's, I think she's great. Um, I think she's great. I think Angela Bassett is obviously incredible, uh, as, as anyone would come to expect. I think, I loved, I loved so much about this film like particularly in the beginning, I love that it was basically an Angela Bassett movie. Well, that, for, like, <laughs> the first half, yeah, like yeah. she was the main character. Yeah. And I was like, yes, in the year 2022, Angela Bassett is like the lead Killing of it. a huge film, a huge IP. Like, I just think that's fucking awesome. I, I, I said to myself in my head, not out loud, I said, thank God they cast Angela Bassett in the first one because she wouldn't be in this position uh, without the untimely death of Chaz Chadwick Boseman, and how lucky, like, because I feel like she was underutilized in the first one. Like, she's barely in the first one. So you go out yeah. and get this big star and a, and a tremendous talent, and don't use use her. And if Chadwick Boseman's still alive, they probably don't use. Like, what's her role if he's not doesn't exist? Yeah, it's not as much. Like, yeah. How lucky, how lucky they are to have her to fall back on, because she yeah. carries the film, and her her presence, her command, and her performance. It was was excellent, and I yeah. and I do think there is there there she should be at least considered. Like I would consider her for a best uh, supporting actress. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who has really uh, firmed herself as the all-star hottie of this generation. Just <laughs> <laughs> she is, she is beautiful. She's she beautiful. is fine and just yeah. so so good. So I mean, good in everything. What you doing out here with all this ass? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, really, really great stuff from her. Um, I thought the, the actress, forgive me for not knowing Riri Williams, Ironheart, I thought she was great. Like, they all did good. Winston Duke, I feel like us, has kind of ruined Winston Duke for me. Because like in the Winston first Black Duke. Panther, I was like, God, this fucking rugged guy. He's, he's like all him. brute strength. Nah, and then he's us, great. he's just kind of like a dark. Now the cops already on their way. And, uh, and so now I look at him, I'm just like, you're a dork, bro. No, like, he's got you did too good. <laughs> you no, did too like good him. in us. Huh? <laughs> he's got range. He could do it all. I like him. I was another person I was disappointed that didn't really have more to do. The, I was upset with that. I was like, I yeah. just, like, why wasn't he a bigger uh, role? All before, oh, and uh, 
I believe I'm gonna I might butcher the pronunciation, so I apologize. But Denay, Denay, Guerrera, Okoye. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but she was great. She's phenomenal. She was great. As I mentioned, my my favorite scene was was with her. How dare you not mention Namor? I thought he was great too. Oh, I gotta watch a fucking 15 second ad for 15 second video. Gonna be a good day. Going to Walmart. <laughs> How to pronounce the notch huerta. The notch. The notch. The notch. The notch. Huerta. Huerta. I know the huerta. It's, it's tough. <laughs> I can't I can't go in and out of my my Spanish. So it, oh. so it's like whatever sentence I'm saying anything in. That's why I don't say my name like Duran, even though that's how you say it, Duran. Because then I'm like, hey, my name's Ev Durant. And then it's like, okay, no, no, you can bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Scale it back, dog. <laughs> so I just uh, say Durant. Yeah. To Noche. I say Durant too. The Noche Huerta. He, I, you liked him. I, I did like him very much. I thought his performance uh, was, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really um, uh, like subtle and understated with some like strength behind it. I thought he exuded strength quietly which is very un-Marvel-like. I thought a lot of this was, a lot of the performances were un-Marvel-like. There's some really talented actors doing talented things because of, they're letting their performances sort of speak for themselves rather than like sort of reaching, <laughs> reaching a little bit for those, for those moments of like intensity and strength and uh, it just, it wasn't like that. I thought he really had uh, some, some nice command and some presence and some strength underneath his words, which is nice, it was really good. The problem with that character I have is not him. It's that, and this is sort of the con- constraints of a Marvel film, you know that, Na- like most people that know anything about general comic book stuff know that Namor is sort of like an anti-hero a little bit. He's a good guy, he's a bad guy. So you go into this with your primary threat, your antagonist, being someone that you know is gonna be around for a while and will probably be on the Avengers in a, in a few years. Right. Uh, so that like hurts your film. So that's another reason why my first key, I don't know how to judge these movies because they yeah. come with so much knowledge, like pre-recorded knowledge where I'm just like, I can never really believe the stakes anyways because I know they're all going to be friends at the end. And so yeah. that's why when, as you said, it looked like Shuri might die. Like he might have killed her. I was like, ooh, this might've just saved this third act. Because yeah. that's fascinating, and then he's a real villain. I know he's like responsible for the mom's death, but not directly. But in the, in the softest, her. in the softest fucking way possible, they did everything yeah. they could to keep his hands clean. That's another nitpick that I that I have. Like, it was very clear. Like, they don't want to soil. They don't want to do something where they can't take it back. Where fans yeah. be like, oh no, he just murdered whomever with his bare hands. Yeah. But I think about like. I was thinking after the fact where it's like, I wish, like, you know, for, for just my selfish film geek mind, I wish he had killed Shuri, and then his next, his journey would have been the most interesting in the MCU of, of having to bring someone back from that precipice of evil and disdain. You just killed this beloved protagonist that's herself dealing with the grief of the actual real life loss of this other beloved protagonist, and now how long is it gonna take the writers to bring him back. It reminds me, I know you're not as familiar with Game of Thrones, but Jamie Lannister is a main character who in the first episode of that show, in the pilot episode, shoves a kid out, out of a window from eight stories up uh, and cripples this kid for life because the kid happened to be climbing outside the window and saw Jamie Lannister having sex with his own sister. 
And so <laughs> this is the most evil man there is. Like, you're like, this guy fucking sucks. And he's played up to be this awful villain for the first several seasons. And by the end, you're like rooting for him. You're like, I don't know when it was that I started thinking Jamie Lannister's the best person here, but it happened. And that made him such an interesting character. They completely destroyed it at the end as they did with everything else in that show. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's what I want. Like that would have been interesting yeah. and it would have yeah. surprised you. You know, it would have surprised me. I thought everything that wasn't CG was gorgeous. Like I thought that the, the, the funeral scene like, breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fucking breathtaking. Beautifully shot, beautifully directed. Like, it looked crisp, clear, like, beautiful. Like, just fucking beautiful. Emotional, like, really high-level cinematography and filmmaking. There were the, the, there was a couple scenes in, like, the woods that felt like just, like, natural light lit. Yeah, like, um, they were standing in woods, which in, like, I was woods. really happy but, like, about. Yeah, yeah. But like, na like, just felt like real and raw and organic. Like it felt like a like, like filmmaking. Felt like filmmaking. Yeah, it did. And for a, so there's a handful of scenes that I could like point to, and go like, oh, that's like artistic, craft, well done, amazing. And and then the next scene is CGI nonsense that looks fake, and and just shitty. In comparison, like when they're so close to each other, like you can, I can get lost if like all of it is just whatever, like fine, I'll just, I, I'll buy in. But when you go cut, cut, and I go, how could you choose that? Like, like it was the first time I felt like I was on your side. It was the first, first time Fucking like it really kind of clicked for me in this overdue. film. Where, where just well, some of those shots were beautiful. And yeah, then, it makes oh. a difference. It, it makes, makes a, difference. a difference. It makes a it difference. It feels more impactful. And I bet you they did that because they were like, this is the part that's the most directly in tribute to Chadwick. We have to do this right. This has to be genuine. And that is how all filmmakers should yeah. approach all yeah. of their films. Like, uh, so I completely agree. That was another reason why halfway through the film I had that thought, like, wow, they're doing really great here. This is really awesome. Because a lot of it seemed like real locations. Real locations, yeah. And a couple noticeable exceptions, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Martin Freeman on the bridge, they they never saw a bridge. Like, that was <laughs> that was rough. Like, that was rough green screen use that's so unnecessary. Take them to the fucking bridge. Like, oh, they couldn't they couldn't fly out of L.A. for three days? Like, it's just, it's just stupid. That, that Yeah, because that, that looks so glisteny and fake, and they all have this glow around them. And then, yeah, obviously it becomes CGI awfulness, but this movie was weird to me because... Like a movie like Doctor Strange was like, wow, this CG is terrible throughout. Uh, and then there's other movies where like Infinity War where you're like, wow, this CG is top shelf whole time. This movie was kind of uneven to me, like almost shot to shot within the same action sequence where there'd be one effect where you're like, wow, that looks really great. And then there's Namor like jumping weird and has like a weird like black outline around him as he's flying. And you're just like, oh, that was, I needed a little more time on that. So that was kind of jarring in a sense. It's not, not as bad as some, but also weirdly inconsistent for a big movie. Yeah, I just want the whole film to be shot in real places. <laughs> that's, just, that's what it made me want. It just made me really want that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gee, it gets me all hot and bothered. That's what I do. Talking, that's what, talking talk practical, about practical, practical locations. locations. My God, who would have thought? Who would have thought that's an important part of filmmaking? I know what daddy likes. 
<laughs> so yeah. it's worth mentioning because it was the, the most I've ever felt this way. Because I can suspend my disbelief, obviously, more than you, but not this time. Yeah, I just don't want it to snap me out of the film, which is it often does in a lot of these movies. A couple things I want to say in praise of it is I loved the opening sequence, the opening title, the Marvel logo. Uh, I thought was just beautifully done. And I was in a, a theater that was not very crowded. I caught it like on a Sunday matinee. Um, so it was just silent. It was silent for that whole part. And I loved that the logo itself was silent and they made that decision. And it just had shots of Chadwick. And I started crying and I, and I, and I was not expecting that. I was not expecting to be so moved at any point during this film. Um, and I really loved that they did that. And I, I liked even that they showed him again at the end as she was reflecting and it got silent again. But I did have the thought like, wow, I bet this, it would have been equally powerful in a different way to have seen it like opening night crowded theater if people had all broken into applause and cheers. Like that would have also been really effective, affecting in a different way, but it's like a win-win. It was a really great way. And to your earlier point, to just kind of cold open it with emotion really works. Yeah, we could, I guess we could wrap it up uh, on a really sad note. But how do you how do you feel that they handled his death? Do you like the the vagueness of it? No, no. Okay. I I, I thought they did a great job, except for that. Uh, what would you have liked to say? I don't know. I I would like, and maybe this sounds because I think they did that because it so accurately mirrors what the real life. Chadwick Boseman was going through. Like he hid his disease and then it just came out all at once. And I, so I, I get why they would do that as like a very moving tribute or representation of him. But like selfishly within the context of the film and that story, like if let's say just for argument's sake, Chadwick Boseman didn't die, but they decided that his character was done. <laughs> like they decided mm -hmm. this is the way we wanna make this movie anyways, we're gonna write him out. Yeah, Nobody would be okay with them just being like, right. mystery disease. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know yep. that's hard to remove the reality from the situation, but that, imagine that happened. You'd be right. like, tell me what the fuck happened. Like, yeah. I, I need to have some idea. It doesn't have to be right off the bat. Like, oh, it was some fast moving thing, but I would like it to incorporate into the grander story of Marvel. Where, and, and maybe it will, who knows? Maybe right. it's some virus the Silver Surfer came and and gave him, you know, like who, who the fuck knows? But I, I'd I, like something like that. that I, I agree. I, I think I, I, when that first happened, I thought they were gonna like circle back to it at the end or closer to the end and give you a little more context into like what happened. It, to me, it was one or the other. I needed one or the other and I got neither. <laughs> one is more explanation of how he died like what's the story, what happened? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I, part of the reason I think everyone wants to see this movie is to see how they were gonna handle his death. So some people may make the case like, oh, we don't want to exploit his death. I would make the argument that his death is already being exploited because that's why people are going to see the film. That is a major contributor to it. We just naturally want to see it. So give me something, give me something rather than a vague explanation. Yeah. Or two, keep it vague, but have the fact that he is no longer there play more of an active role within what's happening in the film. And that didn't really happen either outside of the family is grieving. Like, no, I disagree grieving. with that. I disagree with that. Because the film is about people seeing Wakanda as weak now because they've cool. lost their leader, they've lost their panther. 
So they're attacking. They would have never done that if he was still alive. I get, America? <laughs> huh? Uh, well, no, I guess it wasn't America. What was it? France? France It was like it? America and France, and it's, yeah, it's, it's everybody. They're all trying I to guess, come in and exploit and colonize. I, I guess. I guess. I guess. Like, the I events guess. of the film wouldn't have happened if the no, powers, see, the Western powers... So I disagree. So, like, you're right about that part, but that became a small, much smaller part. The film is about Namor and, and his city and them trying to stay hidden and w what means they would go to do that. That whole plot line about, like, the major thing that's happening in the film had nothing to do. They weren't attacking because they were weak. They weren't attacking because... Well, they, uh, were, they were, but separately from Namor's stuff. So I get, I'll meet you halfway. The yeah. Namor stuff, the, the deep sea drilling or whatever was happening independently of Wakanda being weak. So yes. I, I'll agree with you there. Yes, but and Namor's Wakanda's whole... outreach centers being attacked was happening because- Was happening, yes. Yeah, T'Challa yeah, yeah. yes. was- But that there. wasn't the main, if that was what the film was about, that conflict, I guess it's, it's you're right, I'll meet you halfway. I, I half disagree with myself at this point too. So you're right, Perfect. I guess you're right. Okay, let's end it on this, let's end it on this. Okay. We're, are you uplifted and super happy that he has a child and that was, tell me the mid-credits, your reaction. I was, I was indifferent. I, I feel like this is gonna sound too negative than I, than I want it to be, but I, I was indifferent or even like not that excited only because I feel like Marvel is so heavily going with just like children of superheroes. You know, Thor, Love, yeah. and Thunder ended the same exact way. And I just saw that movie, and it's like, oh, well, oh, well we have another kid that's just gonna take- <laughs> After 20 minutes. You turned what off? Thor, Love, and Thunder, 20 minutes. That's, oh. all, that's as far as I can make it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about. <laughs> so I just like, I feel like, you know, Wanda's kids are such a, a big deal. Like, they're gonna grow up to be superheroes. Like, every, there's so many kids that are just like planted that are gonna become the next. So I was like, okay, this is just another one of those things. We're just so indifferent at best. Yeah, perfect. Great answer, Keith. Because <laughs> that's, that's why I was asking, because I just wanted to complain about children uh, for a brief moment here at the end, because I don't know when this happened, like when, like maybe the algorithms told all these studios and companies that like, you know what kids like? Seeing other kids. Because when I was a kid, I didn't give a shit if I was watching kids save the world. I liked watching anybody save the world, and then I would pretend to be that person. I almost would rather it was an adult. I'd rather sit and be like, I want, I'm Captain America. Me and my friends would always do that. I'm him, you're him, you're him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm Captain America, you're Iron Man, da da da, da. Um, We were never like, I'm Wanda's child. You know, I'm that <laughs> little boy. Like, nah, nah, who, who wants that? So yeah. yes, there are too many kids. Logan did that. Logan was such a cool movie, and then, then at the end, it's fucking a parade of children fucking saving the day. Like, Ghostbusters, I'm not even talking superhero IP. Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's about kids. Like, who told these people that we need children, like, movies surrounding, or, or uh, about children yeah. saving stuff? Like, Well, do you, do you want the answer? Yes. Longevity. You're, everything you named, is a monumental IP. And how do we get 30 years out of this IP? Well, we start when they're kids. So we just well, gotta sure. make sure that we just have kids. We're just gonna get more kids and we're gonna watch them grow up because they don't wanna hire Robert Downey Jr. anymore at the tail end of his career because there's only so much he can do. He can't be Iron Man for 30 years. 
He could be Iron Man for 10. Well, I know, but you also don't want, like who wants to watch a bunch of fucking kids? I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not agreeing, I'm just saying. Cause I don't even, my point is kids don't even want to watch kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what do you, like yeah, sure, longevity, but get them when they're 27 then. Like well, introduce your, your nephew who's, who's older. Like we don't need to watch <laughs> these fucking 12 year olds like taking on, like what, it's not fucking spy kids. Like it's just, like they can have their own thing, sure. But for every IP, every Marvel story now, I think even that, uh, what was the show? Uh, She-Hulk, which I of course did not watch. That ended with the Hulk having a child. Did you see yeah, that? I, the Hulk I, I, has a son. I watched so the whole just, thing. <laughs> just fucking shoved in there as an afterthought yeah, in the last episode. Like, like I have oh, a here's kid. my son. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, no, I, I, yeah I, I agree. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I, I want, selfishly, I want like an adult, I want different universes for different demographics. Like do an adult universe, do a kid's universe. Yeah, do, yeah. do a porno universe. Do an adults only universe. <laughs> Marvel, there's money to be made in every genre. <laughs> they're, they're really called the, the triple X men. Yeah, yeah, hey, the triple X men. Dude, I guarantee that's out there. And I guarantee it because I've seen it. No, I'm just kidding. That <laughs> <laughs> has to be out there. That I mean, sure. Sure. I just came up with it. I'm a Insert genius. Insert clip. <laughs> oh my God, Gene, what are you doing?